This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We've got to get to some car news here. <laughs> really? I ask for a car horn and that's what I get? The original car. <laughs> the first horn. The Model T. <laughs> Jim, you've got a uh, car story for us. Yeah, maybe you've seen some of these videos. They've gone viral of the new BMW iX or 9 Flow. I'm not sure how you pronounce the iX, but the BMW iX Flow uh, has been going viral because it literally changes colors. The paint job changes colors. I've seen it go from white to black and then to gray. I don't I don't know how much more it does right now, but it's the beginning of something awesome. And uh, basically the way it works is um, if you've ever seen a Kindle screen, those like electronic books, it's not quite like an LCD phone screen or a TV screen. It's kind of looks more like paper almost. Yeah, yeah, like a matte finish on it. Yeah, so they call this e-ink and that's the secret behind it so the whole so it actually changes colors not just when the sun hits it at this angle or a temperature thing no no this is like an electronic (laughs) cover uh, a color change they say there's a few reasons why you could uh use it number one style you know you you could just switch it up whenever you're feeling different uh you could put advertisements on the side of cars you know, that's okay. pretty cool. Not exactly why a normal person would want it. But also, if your car is black in the summer, you know how hot it can get. So right. you turn it white when you're parking it, turn it black when you dro- when you start driving it, and white when you park it again. Getting away from the police. And that's exactly what I was going to go next. This true number one reason <laughs> is the bank robber. <laughs> We're looking for a red car. Not anymore. You pull into like an underground uh, parking garage, pull back out, different color, good to go. We've got uh, one more car news story here for you this morning. Mercedes-Benz has put out a statement. They are advising 800,000 Mercedes-Benz owners that a technical defect could cause their cars to catch fire, but the uh, manufacturer says it lacks the parts to fix the defect immediately, so they are warning Mercedes-Benz owners to instead drive particularly carefully. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Carry a fire extinguisher, which is good advice in general, but yeah, thanks for the help. So if you've got a Mercedes-Benz, a way to spend a ton of money on your beautiful car, it could spontaneously combust at any minute. So drive particularly carefully. <laughs> All right? Hey, and if it does catch fire, here's here's the cool thing. It will change color wow, as well. Wow, white to black. <laughs> uh, everyone's facing challenges right now. The restaurant and bar hospitality industry, we know for the next few weeks, going through another tough stretch. Do what you can to support the businesses that are open with uh, with takeout. You know, the, the indoor dining is not a thing, but outdoor dining is and you do have a lot of patios that have heat lamps some little fire pits Mm -hmm. i I see that uh, that bars and restaurants are incorporating into their patio spaces right now i know it's it's only going to be minus five degrees today but still if you can bundle up and go for a an outdoor drink after after your work today then you're doing a little bit to to help out uh, that part of our community and and i know that there's some restaurants that have seen an opportunity here and they're actually opening during the the shutdown yeah new places Mm. are opening up um and here's an ad for one of them 
Hello and welcome to Shaber, where we do fine dining outside in the cold because we can't open inside because you know reasons. Enjoy the best views of the parking lot and sit in the comfiest of picnic tables we can offer. Salivate at the daily frozen special. Not, not that one. Enjoy the soup du jour. Like our signature chicken noodle block of ice soup. You have to lick it. Our steaks are cooked to perfection and instantly ruined by the cold temperatures. Try our chicken brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
Taz and Jim, joined by our sports guy from Global News Radio, Devin Peacock. Dev, let's take a look at sports. Uh, you want to talk about baseball and some possible changes coming to ESPN's baseball coverage in the new year. Yeah, so I have uh, talked in the past about the Manning cast on ESPN for uh, Monday Night Football. If uh, uh, you haven't watched it, not a whole lot of time left in the season, but I'm sure it'll be back next year. I would certainly recommend it. It's fantastic. Well, it's been such a hit. ESPN wants to do something similar for baseball on their Sunday night baseball coverage, and they're looking at bringing in the A-Rod cast. And so it looks like they're going to have Alex Rodriguez uh, get his own Manning cast type program, and his co-host will be Michael Kay, who is a longtime broadcaster for the New York Yankees. Okay. It's almost like a talk show going on in the in the margins of the football game if you haven't seen what the Mannings do. And it's hilarious because obviously they're brothers. They pick on each other. They've got a great rapport. The guests uh, are, are very lighthearted and, and, and love ripping on the Mannings as well. It's, it's a really fun thing. Does A-Rod have that kind of personality? Maybe, but do people like A-Rod? I mean, part of it is people just like the Mannings. A-Rod is one of, historically, uh, the, the biggest uh, cheaters in baseball. He's done a lot to rehab his image. He's been successful that. He now co-owns the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, so maybe he's on the rebound enough. But I don't see people liking A-Rod anywhere close to the way they like the Mannings. Also, Michael Kay is known to, you know, hardcore baseball fans, in particular Yankees fans, but he's not known, I think, widespread like Peyton and Eli would. I like the idea of a Manning cast for baseball, but pick someone who is likable. Pick someone who's got that personality that's also fresh out of uh, the league, who is still uh, close to the players, but not as removed as A-Rod is. Also, A-Rod cast. Like, just have the Rodcast. Like, go off podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. And, and, like, don't have a Rodcast. Just have the Rodcast. What if you pronounce it a Rodcast? Ah. <laughs> what, 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 I guess. What if it was Derek Jeter and A-Rod? Those are two former players. They have a rapport. They're on the same team for over a decade. Is that something you would like to see, or do they have yeah. to be brothers? Or, or, Dev, give us, don't just complain about the problem. Give us a solution. <laughs> who would you like to see in there instead? Find guys who have more of a rapport. Jeter and A-Rod were kind of rivals, even though they were teammates. I don't know how close they are as actual friends. Even better. Maybe. I mean, I would watch A-Rod and, and J-Lo, although I don't think they're going to be hanging out anytime soon. <laughs> that would be awkward. Affleck just sitting in the corner in the background. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. You know, today is Orthodox Christmas. Ukrainian Christmas, we call it in my house. My, my wife is Ukrainian. And... Um, we were celebrating last night with a, a nice little feast for Christmas Eve, Jim. Right on. I did see that you posted, uh, what was it, a Ukrainian cookbook or something like that on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, the Ukrainian Daughter's Cookbook is what it's <laughs> called. And I, I my caption was something like, when you see this sitting on the counter, you know you're, you're in for some good eats. Oh, yeah? Ukrainian food good or what? Pierogies, cabbage rolls. I like it. Borscht. <laughs> 
I, it was like beet soup. Oh, I had that uh, over Christmas too. Yeah, it was good. It was good, yeah. huh? A little uh, smetana in there. Now you're just making words up. No, that's a sour cream. <laughs> and it is basically the only Ukrainian I know. <laughs> that's it. That's it, borscht. You know how I know uh, smetana? That's what my my in-laws call me. It's the nickname they gave me. <laughs> you're so pale. <laughs> yeah. You're going to marry this man? He's like the human form of sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> the, the big shocker though because my wife took my son to the grocery store they had to pick up a few things and you know in the catholic church is that thing you don't eat uh meat on fridays well, around easter or whatever yeah, yeah. so for uh for orthodox christmas eve apparently you're not supposed to have any meat uh, but you can't have fish so they went to get some fish for dinner at the grocery store and shockingly, my five-year-old son Grayson, he he saw in in the in the fish department there like the whole a trout, the whole fish, right? Oh, yeah. Scales, head, everything. And he said, "Mommy, let's get that one." And she's like, "Are you sure you want to get that?" Because kids don't really associate when you tell them we're having fish for dinner. They don't really think it's it's the same. As like a fish that's swimming, you know? Yeah, they see or, a fish stick. Or we're having chicken for dinner. They don't necessarily think chicken the food is the same as chicken the animal. Mm -hmm. But he was like, yeah, I want, let's get this fish and cook it for dinner. So my wife bought this trout and it was incredible, actually. She stuffed it with lemons and, and garlic and cooked it to perfection. But my son there, this is a kid who... You know, if it's if it's not pizza or French fries, we struggle getting him to eat anything. And all of a sudden, he's like, "I want the tail. Pass me the tail." <laughs> <laughs> well, start bringing a full cow home, Taz. <laughs> yeah. So apologies when school is back and and we're sending lunches uh, <laughs> with Grayson to to kindergarten. There, I guess it's going to be full fish. Hopefully there's no microwaves in the classroom. Yeah, sorry to all the other students who are going to have to put up with that. Him just eating a, a cod like an apple. Just the tail. <laughs> and now, the winner is... Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock. You peacock, cock, cock. You peacock, cock, cock. You peacock, cock, cock. Time for sports. Devin Peacock is here from Global News Radio. Dev, the Winnipeg Jets may be taking their show on the road. Yeah, the Winnipeg Jets are looking to possibly take a page out of the Toronto Raptors playbook from last season. Uh, last year, the Raptors played in Tampa Bay. Uh, well, uh, this year, the Jets are looking, now that we have all these attendance restrictions across uh, the country due to uh, the spread of uh, COVID, of taking their games, not to Tampa Bay, but over to Saskatoon because Saskatchewan <laughs> does not have attendance restrictions. What's the difference between Tampa? <laughs> and Saskatoon. <laughs> potato, I mean, potato. I mean, I personally have been for a long time planning a trip to Saskatoon, and I can't <laughs> believe it's taken me this long to go over there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really upset with myself. Those poor Jets players, just when they thought it couldn't get any worse than having to live in Winnipeg. <laughs> well, <laughs> 
<laughs> Here comes Saskatoon. Well, here's the thing, too. So if you're a Jets fan and you want to see a Jets game in Saskatoon, if this happens, it's either a 90-minute flight, that's fine, or an eight-hour drive. So you're going to drive eight hours to potentially watch the the Jets play in Saskatoon? Or is this more about the Jets just playing in front of fans and all of a sudden you're the Saskatoon Jets, not necessarily the Winnipeg Jets? I get what the Jets want to do here, this just seems the like the team a huge wants to mistake. make revenue. But the players, do you think they want to essentially be on the road for every game? Would they rather just stay in Winnipeg and play in front of an empty uh, stadium? What do you think? With the Raptors, they were constantly on the road. Yes, they played all their games in Tampa Bay, but you're not sleeping in your bed. You're not at your home. So for the Jets players, if I were them, I would rather play in an empty arena and then go home to my bed every night than have to go to an Airbnb in Saskatoon. And if, and if NHL Canada could please just get on the same page, if it's dangerous to have people in the audience in Winnipeg, then it's dangerous to have people in the audience in Saskatoon. So why would you fly the team to a different spot if you're concerned about COVID? No, nobody from outside Saskatoon has been to Saskatoon since COVID started. <laughs> nobody inside <laughs> the world's biggest bubble. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. Ka-caw! Jim, you need to think about this, and I want all the guys listening out there to think about this, okay? okay. This is for the men. If you had to rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give yourself as a total package? So not just looks. Not just looks. But if you had to rate yourself, total package, what would you rate yourself? Hmm. You go first. Me? Okay. You. Well, if if it was just looks, I would say about a a 6.5. I think would be pretty accurate. But overall, I'm going to say an 8. An 8? Wow. And what brings you from a 6.5 in looks to an 8? Um... I think looks are less important for a guy in a relationship. Uh, and I'm not saying that from a guy's perspective. I'm saying that from what I hear from women. Uh, I've um, been told I'm trustworthy, uh-huh. funny, uh-huh. honest. Okay. Have a nice family. Yeah. Um, I can't cook well, so that knocks me down. Mm. I'm a little, a little, uh, little messy. <laughs> but uh, A bit of a slob. <laughs> Yeah. So an eight, that's, that's a pretty high score. Why, where are you at? Hmm. Well, before I, I rate myself, I'll tell you, the average guy, according to a uh, recent poll, says that he's a 5.9. That's the <laughs> average guy. Fellas, he's come a 5. on. 5.9, yeah. We gotta, we gotta lift ourselves up here. I would say I'm in that ballpark. 5.9? <laughs> it lo- looks alone, I'd say I'm, I'm middle of the road. Kind of forgettable <laughs> when it comes to looks. Okay, well, he's tall. Hey, you're tall. The difference is you are you're you're a bit of a catch right now, Jim. But I've already been caught. Mm. My score would be different about eight years ago. It'd be yeah, it'd be a little higher. You'd be a little more eligible, right? Yeah. But now you know, I've kind of settled into married life. Unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately for my waistline. <laughs> I love my family and my wife very mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. Best decision I ever made. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. If you were in your prime. In my prime? Like what, what, how, what age were you in your prime, would you say? It's kind of a hard. I'd say 35, 36. Okay. Was probably a peak 
rating, I would have said a 7.5. Yeah, yeah. And that's right when you uh, started dating your wife, which would, yeah, it you worked. would assume was your peak then. It worked. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew when to walk away from the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to win more than this. <laughs> this chip stack is the best I'm going to do. <laughs> Time to go to the cashier, right? Yeah, before I'm dragged out of here. Yeah, I, I think 5.9. Also, you, you don't want to come across as arrogant, so I think if you say you're a 9, you instantly get knocked down to uh, by a point. Yeah, no, you can't say you're a 9 or if a If you 10. say you're a 10, then you're back down to a 5. It's like yeah. no one wants to date Mr. Uh, Mr. Hot Stuff over here thinks is... is uh, poop doesn't stink. <laughs> but if you're, f- but if you're a five, mm-hmm. as long as you're happy with that, that's totally fine. But you know, well, five point nine is above average, right? Yes. Which you would hope most people would assume they're just slightly above average. But I feel bad for you, fellas. You're great. You're beautiful. I, I also get out th- there. I also think people might be rating themselves lower because of what's been going on for the past two years. People haven't been able to leave the house as much. And I always find when I'm at home for a long period of time, I, I start thinking I'm worse than I actually am. And then I go out in public and I see other people. <laughs> and they're doing way worse. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I'm doing okay. I feel the opposite. For some reason, I look good in the mirror at home, and then I go out to the bar, and then I go to the bathroom. I'm like, I am a disgusting piece of trash. <laughs> it's the lighting. Okay, this may have been a bit of a mistake here. We uh, told you that a new uh, poll found that guys out of 10, the average guy will rate himself a 5.9. And we were asking... uh <laughs> You guys across the Taz and Jim listening area to give us your rating. What do you think you are out of 10? And to explain uh, why. Uh, text messages, we've got one, two. We've got about 13 different guys who have sent us the rating of 6.9. <laughs> of course. Funny. Good one. <laughs> that knocks you down to a 6.5, by the way. Unless you're, you're actually doing the 6.9 on a regular basis, then... <laughs> May, may, may get up to a 7 or 8. Jim Kelly numbers. Jim gave himself an 8.5. No, no, no. An 8. 8? I said a 6.5 in looks and an okay. 8 overall package. Overall 8. Mm-hmm. There's a few uh, listeners saying they're like in the 1s. I don't like that. You're you're not a 1. I can get, Those are serial killer numbers right there. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a 1. And some serial killers are charming. Some serial killers are 5s. You know, before they're busted. So, you know, get yourself out of the gutter here. Dust yourself off. Hit the gym. Learn an instrument. Give yourself a pep talk in the morning. You've got good taste in radio programs. You're at least a four and a half. It would be a great day today to get on a party plane to Mexico. (laughs) Come on. Who's in? Two years for this party. Masks off. Let's chug some gray goose in the aisle. <laughs> You've probably by now seen the story about the uh, the exclusive private club members from Montreal, social media influencers, and reality TV stars. You know, the creme de la creme who got on a plane to Mexico and they just went wild on the flight down. Videos leaked of people dancing in the aisles, 
No masks, screaming, yelling, uh, making announcements, passengers making announcements over the PA system. <laughs> it was chaos. So, yeah, I think a lot of people are mistaken. Like, it wasn't a private flight. It was a chartered or sorry, it wasn't a public flight. It was a, a charter flight. So they were all like a group that privately purchased this plane, right? Like there wasn't everybody on the plane was part of this group. There wasn't like an old lady in the back going, what is going on here? Were they all part of that group? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was like a, it was like a private flight. So there wasn't everybody who so was they, on they was filled, on board. They filled the plane with like-minded individuals. Exactly, exactly. But I'm still surprised that the staff who runs the plane is like-minded as well. You know, I think, you know, people have different levels of COVID risk assessment, but the the the, the pilots and the servers and the I'm just surprised that they kind of let these shenanigans go on. Yeah, well, there's there's that stuff. There's the COVID stuff. There's also the plane falling out of the sky concern. <laughs> Right. It's naked running into the well, cockpit. Have you ever been in an elevator and someone starts jumping around and you get all freaked out? You're like, dude, I, I, I know there's safety precautions <laughs> in place, but don't jump in the elevator. Yeah, let's not risk it. You watch the video and they're they're like jumping in the aisles. And if I was on an airplane, I don't care if I'm part of the group or not. I'm saying, guys, like, uh, save it for the resort. We're we're gonna be in Mexico <laughs> in a couple hours. Like, chill out a little bit. Yeah, you're going to be hungover before we get to Mexico. Jim, you know what it's like to get a little too excited on an oh, airplane. Oh, yeah. You got to take your time. You got to <laughs> wait till you land to get the whatever they hand you when you get to the resort. That's when party time starts. You don't want to barf on an airplane. Ask Jim Kelly. Anyways, that's a story for another time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, Global News is reporting. So, they got to Mexico. And then Sunwing is like, we are not flying you home. They actually are saying that the pilot should have turned around and come back to the airport. Well, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Mid-flight, like, the way these people were behaving. Yeah. But uh, Global News is reporting that some of the uh, the group were able to sneak onto an Air Canada flight to get home. Both Air Canada and Air Transit released statements claiming they will also be banning passengers who were part of the event from their flights. But some passengers were still able to return back to Montreal via Air Canada on Wednesday night. In a statement to Global News, Air Canada says Sunwing did not provide a passenger manifest, making it difficult to prevent passengers from boarding the aircraft. So a few of them were able, even though they were they were technically banned, they didn't have the names Air Canada, so they got mm-hmm. on the flight and they were able to get home. But there's others who are, are still down there, uh, trapped in Mexico. I know it sounds terrible, right? But to top it off, a bunch of them got COVID as well. Shocker. 19-year-old Rebecca St. Pierre is among the stranded passengers trying to get home. She tested positive for COVID and is isolating in her hotel in Tulum. She alleges there are around 30 other passengers who also tested positive and are now all wondering how they'll get home. St. Pierre says she won the trip in an Instagram contest and thought it would be fun and relaxing. (laughs) Although she confirms the videos that surfaced on social media were accurate, she says not everyone was involved in the heavy partying, but says she has learned her lesson. Learn my lesson. Can I get on a plane and come home now? <laughs> the lesson they should learn is live by the sword, die by the sword. If you make all your money videotaping things and posting it, that is what will eventually take you down as well. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad idea to maybe just get a big island somewhere down south. You know, some nice beaches, great restaurants so they can, they can uh, Instagram pictures of their food before they eat it. Of course. Send all the influencers to that island. Ah. And then just cut cut off the air travel home. <laughs>
to wherever they live. Influencer Island. Mm -hmm. Let's keep them all in one spot. Way to go, Jim. I thought we had made up uh, and we were going to go into the weekend as friends, but now we're arguing again. Torn apart. You're telling me off the air about this article, and I refuse to believe that this is this is factual. I think you're getting something wrong here. No, no, no. If, if I have, then you can blame the Toronto Star, because they, uh, they put this article out, uh, and it's talking about Ontario's favorite booze over the last two years, basically since the pandemic started. So this is from... A little before the pandemic, actually. It's February 3rd, 2019 till September 15th, 2021. So Most popular booze in Ontario. Yeah. And I also saw other articles sharing this information that the Toronto Star broke and called it embarrassing for Ontario was the narrative <laughs> that I saw. Because number one, it, uh, most popular drink in Ontario for the last three years at the Lickbo is Smirnoff Berry Blast. Come on. Number two, White Claw... Uh, hard seltzer, black cherry. There is no way this is accurate. Number three, twisted tea original. Number four, neutral soda lemon. And number five, white claw, hard seltzer. No mango. way. I'm looking at the top ten. So this here, is actually. this is out of all booze. So this includes spirits like uh, whiskey, Crown Royal, Tito's vodka, Grey Goose, yes. Bud Light, Miller Light. This You're is- telling me that Smirnoff Berry Blast is selling more units. Than Bud Light is. Yeah, are, are you that surprised? I mean, you. Walk I'm shocked. In, you walk into the LCBO though, and the biggest display is the Smirnoff stuff. They got you know if you know anything about okay. retail. Well, is always- this is this including sales at the beer store and grocery stores, or is this just the LCBO? Like, there's got to be a caveat here because there is no way Smirnoff Berry Blast, which I I don't think I have ever had in my life. I think you have, it looks like the Rocket Popsicle one, right? You know that one? It's like the blue, red, white one. I've had a traditional Smirnoff ice, and there is nothing wrong with drinking (laughs) one of those on a hot summer day. In fact, icing a friend is a Canadian tradition. (laughs) Um, So this is, oh, Toronto Star's got this damn uh, subscription lock on it. So (laughs) there's a paywall. But I did see a quick thing before it, and it did say LCBO specifically. All right. So So this is not, I knew something was up. But even if, yeah, but I mean, even from the LCBO, like the hottest spots in the retail section is always the end of the aisle. So that is always whatever's at the end of the aisle, which is where the Smirnoff always is and the Twisted Teas now. Coolers and seltzers have become very dominant in in this space in the past couple of years like you see a, a new type of seltzer coming out every couple of weeks it seems yeah and the beer companies themselves they're not revolutionizing the beer company like bud light's not coming out with new beer flavors necessarily they're coming out with seltzers and stuff like yeah, that and they're, that's they're true trying to chase that market so there's clearly the money there but i would say twisted tea is the one i would see the most often that was number three you i thought like that, that was number one uh-huh. And I think it's a lot of dudes going, I can't believe this. This is but meanwhile, <laughs> they would secretly love a Palm Bay. You know, like they're delicious. I mean, you don't want to drink them all night because they can make you feel twice as bad in the morning, but come on. These these drinks what's in, what, what's delicious. in your bubba mug? <laughs> Open up your bubba mug there, a, tough no, guy. I'm smelling hints of berry <laughs> and blast. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe. 
Keep downloading the podcast and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.